0: Hey ladies, as we're wrapping up 2023, I have some bonus episodes for you this week and I'm calling this the happy hormone prep series because I know that a lot of us are preparing for the new year, making plans and goals. And I want to just really talk to you from my heart about some of the underlying things that I think are really causing hormone balances for us as women in this culture. And some of the mindset shifts and some of the emotional shifts that I think need to happen for us to move forward into the new year and really be truly ready to see those changes in our bodies and in our hormones. And so I, I would love for you to share this episode with a friend and invite them to do this series with you. It's going to be short and sweet episodes for the next four days. And I promise you, this is going to mean more to you. You'll be able to integrate it better if you have someone to talk to about it. So press pause or during the intro, hit that little share button and text it to your bestie and your sister and maybe her bestie too. So you can do this together and I will see you in there. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. Okay, so this is going to be real talk today, and I think usually this is real talk on this podcast, but really some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are a little bit different because they're not as physical. We're talking more about emotions and mindset, but when I talk about the real root cause of hormone imbalance, I think that they're this misconception that essentially we can get away with living a lifestyle emotionally that is going to be wreaking havoc on our hormones all day long and on our stress hormones specifically, and that we can out supplement that and we can out nourish that. And we can, you know, really like do all these things physically without paying attention to the emotions. And I think that there is so much benefit in nourishment that to some extent that actually can be true that there's still benefit for your hormones and for your health and for your energy when you are focusing on the physical things. And I will say that sometimes the missing piece, if you're not seeing the results that you want, is that your emotions are just all over the place and running the show and are being really triggered by the lifestyle that you're living. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So emotional stress is such a large category, right? But emotional stress overall, whatever triggers your emotions to tell your brain that things are not safe, that is just huge in how it impacts your hormones. And I've gone over this in multiple podcasts. So I'm going to link back in the show notes to a couple of those podcasts where I talk about stress and progesterone, where I talk about stress and anxiety, because if you haven't gone back and listened to those podcasts, those are going to be really important for the foundational information. But the really, really quick version is that when we have a stress trigger, our brain tells our adrenal glands that things are not safe, we need to pump out stress hormones, and that directly impacts the way that we create estrogen and progesterone. And so if we are having these constant stress attacks on the body, essentially, the hormone balance picture is going to be thrown off by that. So that has to be foundational. And I want to encourage you that if you have a stressful life, that not only are there changes you can make, but also that when you are in that stress, there are still things you can do. And so that's why I am so focused on nourishment. And that is why I'm so focused on taking good care of your body, because even in a stressful year, I've had a pretty stressful year, to be honest, and my body could be feeling better if I hadn't had all of that stress, but I'm feeling really good all things considered basically. And like my energy is still good. My hormones are still good. Um, and looking toward 2024, I'm hoping to have more emotional space to really like support my body and replenish, but my body has been able to tolerate a lot of stress this year and still feel good because of those foundational pieces. And so that's what I teach in nourisher hormones. And that's what I have found to be just so incredibly impactful in our lives. And so we really do have to look at the whole picture. The nourishment needs to be in place, but all of the emotions need to be somewhat reasonable as well to really see that long-term progress that we're looking for. So I'm going to just talk about a few things that are big emotional stressors for us as women. And these are the things that I want you to kind of like maybe take out a quick piece of paper and maybe not a quick piece of paper, but like take out a piece of paper and like write some quick notes on it, unless you have any quick paper at your house. I don't know. But I want you to jot down some notes on which one of these feel like the biggest trigger for you and which one of these feel like the thing that you need to sit with and kind of assess where you are in your life. So number one is something that I've talked about multiple times on this podcast, perfectionism. So perfectionism is essentially expecting yourself to be perfect, expecting that you have such a higher standard for yourself than you would for others and really beating yourself up when you don't meet that standard of being perfect or being like this superhuman woman and mom and all the things that you want to be. It also can look like really being paralyzed in where you are because you're not willing to start something unless things are perfect, unless you have all the time and place that you're going to need to accomplish it, unless you can perfectly commit to something, unless you feel like, you know, XYZ is in place in your life. And this is something that I see hold women back so much in just making progress in life in general, but especially with hormone balance is that if we think that it has to be the perfect time, or we think that we have to be able to do things perfectly, or we have to do a carrot salad every single day, or it doesn't count, all of that is just honestly, a waste of so much time that could be used to make progress. And so perfectionism in whatever area of your life, if that's something that you struggle with, or that you um, have allowed to be an excuse to not make progress in your hormones or in your health. And so this could look like saying, well, I don't have, you know, it's a busy season with my kids. So I'm not going to invest in coaching or in getting a plan because I know that I won't be able to, you know, carve it out right now and make it happen. Okay. Well, maybe, You don't want to feel like crap for the rest of the year or for, you know, not even this year, but like you don't want to feel like crap for all of 2024. So maybe that perfectionism is holding you back. Your body is trying to keep you safe. Your mind is trying to keep you safe. But what it's actually doing is holding you back from getting the results that you want. And maybe it's like, okay, so yeah, I don't have eight hours a week to spend on this, but you know what? I do have one hour in the morning on Mondays where I'm dropping off my kids at school and I can listen to it while I listen to, you know, a course or I can ask for help at this time of the week and I can carve out this one hour and I'm willing to start there and so perfectionism in life in general I see as such a such a like something that holds you back and so ask yourself where this is happening in your life And if it's the other side of perfectionism, where you're just constantly expecting too much of yourself and beating yourself up for not doing things perfectly or better or whatever, I think that this actually ties into... Um, a lack of gratitude and a lack of contentment as well. And I will be honest, this is something that I have had some conversations about lately because it's something that I've definitely struggled with and I do struggle with. And I can speak from experience that this is really, really stressful to have really, really high standards for yourself and to not be really fully in gratitude when you do accomplish these goals or when you do almost hit the goals. Um, It's always just to the next thing. And like, what's next? Someone else has more, someone else is doing something better. Um, you know, someone else's kids are well, more well-behaved or someone else's marriage looks better or their business or whatever that is for you. That comparison to others, I think pulls us into a lack of gratitude and a lack of gratitude actually specifically changes the way our brain works. And so when you have a lack of gratitude, and whether that is really obvious, or maybe like a little bit less obvious, it can create more anxiety in the body, it can create resentment towards other people, it can be a source of life dissatisfaction, and it can actually lead to anger against others, as well as a victim mentality, which leads to helplessness. And so when we have this mentality of I'm never going to be good enough. I can't do things perfect enough. Other people are doing it better. And this comparison that ties into um, the lack of gratitude for what you have and the lack of feeling grounded in where you are in your life, it's incredibly stressful on the body, stressful on the hormones, and it decreases your joy dramatically. And so when we instead are able to be present where we are, not looking at what other people are doing or having all the time. We can be more grateful and more um, in a practice of gratitude. And I think that that consistent practice of gratitude and like truly just sitting with the gratefulness for what God has given you and where you are, and not letting that little nasty voice in your head be like, well, but it could be I could be here, I could have gotten further. Um, I know for me at the end of the year, sometimes, or um, sometimes in luteal phase, this is a really loud voice, right? Like, well, yes, all these things are good. But I thought I would be further along by now, I thought I would have done things better, I thought I would have whatever that is stealing joy. And it's also not in a place of gratitude. And so when we are able to ground into the present and ground into gratitude, we actually will decrease stress hormones, decrease heart rate, which is a good thing in many cases. Um, We will lower our risk for psychiatric disorders. Hear me when I'm talking about this, when you are in gratitude, it directly lowers your risk of psychiatric disorders. And that sounds crazy because you're like psychiatric disorders. That'll never be me. Right. Um, except for anxiety is a psychiatric disorder. Depression is a psychiatric disorder. PMDD is a psychiatric disorder, even though we don't want to call it that it truly is. And being able to ground ourselves in gratitude and ground ourselves in the goodness of God in this moment is incredibly powerful to not only reset our nervous systems, reset our emotional stressors and our adrenal glands, but also to actually work against or even prevent those type of mood disorders. And so I just want to really hit on that. I think that it's really, really easy to say, but I know that I've been convicted lately that I'm not always really, truly in gratitude for all of the beautiful things um, that God has given me in my life and all of the goodness because it's really easy for me to say, yeah, but this isn't where I want it to be or this was hard this year and so I can't be grateful for the goodness and that's just not true. So I just want to really look at that connection between perfectionism and expecting so much of yourself and then comparing to others and then um, having that like resentment or that dissatisfaction and how gratitude is truly the antidote to so much of that. Um, And so gratitude can look different for everyone. I'm sure that you can figure out a gratitude practice on your own. I know that writing down things that I'm grateful for um, in my prayer journal is a really, really great way for me to do that. And another way, another thing for me to do is just when I am feeling those spiraling thoughts to just like stop and pray and stop and just like be grounded. And like, I am so thankful for this moment where everything is good now. Um, and that's a huge, essentially like a huge antidote for anxiety as well, because anxiety is in the future. And oftentimes what is happening in this moment is actually peaceful and good. And even if it is during your kids screaming or, um, during, you know, like some chaos in your home, it doesn't, it's not always bad, right? Um, we can be grateful because I know that when my kids are, you know, having a fit or whatever, generally they're fine and we're in safety. They might be mad, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like something is wrong and my nervous system needs to go off the rails. So all of those things, I really think that they can come back to the practice of gratitude and the practice of being present can make a huge difference in that overall. And then the other two things that I just want to talk about quickly are overwhelm and consumerism. I think that both of these hit us really hard as women. They hit us really hard as moms. And again, it's just all of these voices in our culture telling us that we're not enough. And that when we're not enough, we need to do more, we need to commit to more, which leads to so much overwhelm. And then consumerism, which is just buying things for like that little hit of dopamine or buying things on impulse or, you know, not sticking with what you actually planned to do in your budget. Um, not considering the consequence of your actions in the moment. And I know that this is huge during the holiday season. So I assume that some of you will be feeling this hard right now but really looking at what truly matters in your life as you are looking at the new year. This is a process that we're going through too. So I'm speaking all of this like truly from my heart and truly from like things that I'm working through this in this moment as well. But looking at like what is truly important in your life and does your spending align with that? Because I hear so much from women who listen to this podcast that they really, really want to feel good. They really want to be present for their kids. They really want to be over their PMS and their bad periods. And like, it's truly affecting their life, but they can't afford coaching or they can't afford a course. And while that can be so valid, it can also be that priorities are not in alignment. And when we truly consider the little spending that adds up so quickly, like going out to eat, going to the coffee shop, all the random things that we buy at Walmart or Target or whatever, like Amazon. I mean, all of those things add up really, really quickly if we let them. And when we let them, we are getting in our own way when it comes to something like being able to like really invest in our health, being able to invest in better food, being able to save money, whatever that looks like for you and what your goals are for the new year. I would just encourage you that really letting go of some of that um, outside perspective on what you should be doing or spending or how you should look to keep up with others is really probably standing in the way of you truly meeting some of the goals and desires that you have. And so being able to release some of those outside expectations, I think can be so important to not only just not feeling stressed the heck out, but like being able to actually make some of your goals happen. So I have a couple of suggestions of how we can do this. And one of them is not going to come as a surprise to anybody. We all know we need this, but taking a social media detox and maybe just like taking it off your phone doing 30 days, doing two years, whatever that looks like for you. I have slowly but surely really stepped away from social media for the most part. I still get on there a little bit, but I know that I can be more grounded. I can be more present. I can be more grateful when I'm not looking at 1 million different people on the internet and what they're doing and how their lives look more perfect than mine. That is a stressor for all of us that have been on social media. If you haven't, good for you. I'm sure your life is much better off without it. Another piece that I think plays into so much anxiety and so much overwhelm in motherhood and just in our lives as women is just having our phone constantly with us all the time. People can always contact us. They can always ask us for things. It's just like this constant stressor. And so I would highly suggest, this is something I'm also working on, just putting your dang phone away. Um, so I like to put it in a cabinet. I like to put it in my bedroom if I'm out there with the kids. And I like to just tell myself myself a certain amount of time that I'm not going to look at my phone. Usually like a couple hours, 2 or 3 hours, and this is definitely during homeschooling, this is during my morning routine with the kids, this is during chores, this is during whatever because I know that I'm more present and more productive and more the person that I want to be if I'm not distracted by my phone. And this is outside of social media. This is truly just like, oh, I need to text my mom and then I open my phone and then there's something from my church and then there's something from this and that and it's all just on my home screen and so as you hear me saying, turning off some notifications might be a great idea. And also just having like no phone hours, take, turning your phone off an hour or two before bed and just giving yourself that space to be present with the people you love. All of those things can make a huge, huge impact on your stress and your hormones. So listen to my little soapbox, take the pieces that you need. And I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email if you have some takeaways from this episode, if you want to talk about something. Um, And tomorrow I'm going to be talking about getting out of your own way in your nourishment and in your motherhood. So I will see you tomorrow. And if you haven't already, make sure to leave a five-star rating and a review on the podcast. Just a rating is also fine. I would love to hit 300 by the end of the year. And truly, if even one tenth of you who are listening to this today, when it's published, just scroll down, hit five stars on your Apple podcast. We would get there in like minutes. So if you have listened to this podcast and you love it and you haven't left a review yet, please do that for me and I will see you tomorrow.